following is a conversation I had with two consistent guests on the podcast, Trevor Fulbright and Shimmy Hacker. We decided this week to take a break from our normal Q&A and ramblings and decided to ramble about something else. This week, we are talking about our training, our training splits, specific things that are working really well with our training currently and things we are experimenting with. We discuss things such as AMPM sessions, warm-up sets, specific techniques for exercise variation, and many other topics. If you like this topic and would like to see it as a more regular segment on the podcast, please leave a comment. If you'd like to see any guests on the podcast, we are looking to get some more people on as a group and interview and have some more roundtables. So any suggestions you have for potential guests, please leave them in the comments below. Share the podcast and please leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. We still have zero reviews on the podcast and we would really appreciate it if you like the podcast or you hate it to leave us a review. Any feedback is appreciated because we want to improve the podcast and we want to continue to bring you value in the new year. So thank you all for watching and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody. We're back. It's the Three Amigos. It's the STD. That's Shim, Trevor, and Dylan. This is a new segment that we're doing. So we're not doing a typical Q&A. We've had many of those. I'm sure you're bored of those. We're sure bored of your stupid ass questions. Just kidding. They're great. Keep asking them. We're going to be calling this Reflections and Rambles. If you guys are listening, I'm sorry that you didn't see my hands, but I did things with my hands where all three of us are essentially just going to be talking about our training, where we're at. We're going to be responding to each other's training styles and seeing what's going on, maybe giving some nuggets, maybe not, maybe just making some jokes here and there. And hopefully you get some information out of this. We truthfully don't know where exactly this is going, but we also do know where it's going. So happy to have you guys with us. That was Thank good, you Jimmy. for taking over that intro, Jimmy. And I'd yeah. like to introduce myself. I'm the host of this podcast. But, um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I'm not great at intros, oh, so I let my guests uh, intro me. And then we also have Trevor Fulbright on as well. Uh, so, yeah, we want to talk a little about our training, and we're just going to lead off with uh, Trevor talking about your training, where you're yeah. at, what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm currently dieting. Well, actually, I ended the cut early because I got sick last week. And, you know, like five days of not eating, I figure is like three three uh, weeks worth of a deficit. So I uh, just ended the diet, but training is still finishing up. Um, obviously, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I post my training on Instagram all the time. Um, I think like we, I'm sure you guys get asked a lot, uh, but exactly like what is your split? Um and so I always just say, tell people like it's a skeleton of a push pull legs because it's, I'm not going to sit here and go into normally the more finer details of my training just over on Instagram. But I figured this would be a good time to go into it. So, uh, do we just want to kind of talk about like how we have our training structured, um, with as far as maybe, uh, frequency of different muscle groups and things like that and we can kind of bounce off each other on how why we do certain things you can yeah yeah, okay. yeah i think i think when you say skeleton of a push-pull legs like well how do you even you know like where do you start when you're you know you start with push-pull legs and then where do you go from there i guess yeah 
So I have mine set up in a way where it's push legs pull. And this is something a lot of people I don't think think about, but it's what we're thinking about. Hold on just a second. Uh, I do think it's worth thinking about, though, um, when you set your set sessions up, you need to look at where your priorities are. And my chest is my weak point. So chest is my first session of the week. And that's very purposeful. It's not just by accident I threw it there because I want to be able to train my chest when I'm the freshest. So the way I structure it is push, legs, pull push legs pull that way my chest gets hit first during the week when I'm the freshest and again not directly after legs when I'm going to carry probably the most fatigue um, and then past that uh, I start to break it up into like I train back three times a week so technically that first day ends up being an upper body day and then legs and back and regular push legs back how many it's sets, a, how week, it how many sets a week are you training your back being you have a three times a week frequency um so are you just as a whole not, not breaking down upper back lats anything like that correct um i can actually tell you i literally have my sheets pulled up so give me a second i can tell you mm -hmm. Sixteen sets a week. Sixteen sets, and how is that biased? Is it a uh, major, medium, and minor focus, or is it equally split? Well, five, five, and six, I guess. Uh, so not entire. Like um, my first day is it's all done at the end of the session, and it's less volume. That's the least volume of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, then I have a like an emphasis vertical day and an emphasis horizontal day where the the volume gets kind of biased to one of one or the other of those uh my vertical day actually has the highest volume of all days uh where it's got um seven sets mm -hmm. uh, and that's just because i find that in general that needs more because like if you think about it your your upper back is getting a lot more spillover work from other things so in general, I find I just don't need as much of that as I do more vertical lat emphasis, lower trap emphasis stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, your back yeah. is also one of your stronger body parts. I would say yeah. your back is your strongest body part outside of your quads. Yeah, I would probably agree. That's also why you're also training at 16 sets a week. And I don't mean 16 sets a week to say that's not a lot, but I'm sure relative to some other things that you have, it's not that much. Uh, actually, you'd be surprised. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Uh, I am kind um, of curious for oh go ahead sorry no you go ahead I was just gonna before we get off that subject of the frequency how do you um so obviously you have one of those days of back training right before or no it's push legs pull so you mm -hmm. have rest so you have your first day legs and then you do your first pulling yeah right so that's how you sort of pull. okay yeah because I I was looking at my split and I I want to do this as well but I almost feel like inevitably I'd end up running two of the days back to back yeah so i was just curious it, it just depends on how you split it up so and this might be like a um <clears throat> on maybe a uh more glute and hamstring emphasis day if you're trying to train back three times a week maybe you put some chest supported rowing there 
sense. you know because and that that's what i'm talking about with the the more of the upper back getting some spillover training if you're doing stiff like a deadlifts it's not direct per se because you're not actively uh dynamically training the upper back but it's still gonna hit your erectors are still getting hit okay. so you can kind of fold it in there and yeah. that's how you that's how I, when i'm trying to explain to people how we look at setting up a program those are some of the things i'm trying to get them to think about yeah, is that's not only direct because you're just like anyone can put a program together but if you don't understand how things intertwine that's multiple times dylan you train back three times a week too uh hold on my oh, I, I train it twice right now his internet's out yeah of course it is. <laughs> i train back you train twice, twice a week right yeah trevor is back the only thing you train three times a week or no no uh like big muscle groups yes but well, in general i i train uh delts four times a week and biceps three times a week yeah calves no uh, calf just twice a week, except for I haven't done calves this month cycle because I've just been too lazy to bother. <laughs> and abs and abs you don't have in for abs. I don't. Um, when I'm cutting, I actually don't train abs really at all. When I'm massing, I'll actually train them a little bit. You say mm -hmm. calves you don't train at all when you you're massing. No abs. I, I'm not training calves right now because I'm just been too lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, abs. I don't bother training when I'm yeah. cutting kind of like, I don't bother training traps when I'm cutting either. Mm. Whereas I might do some direct in a mass phase. Yeah. Mm. Dylan, is there anything that you train three times a week or no? Um, or more, more. Uh, so uh, biceps and delts. I think I both have those at four. I want to say you train biceps four times a week. Yeah, yeah. How do you structure that volume so your elbows don't pop off? <laughs> my elbows, it, my elbows don't bother me. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It, it it's uh, it's. Let's see. I have like uh my my pushing day. Uh, sorry, my pulling day. So I I I do have back on the front burner right now just because I want to see what would happen if I prioritize it for a little bit. And that's why I want to. You're you're because you're massing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. sorry. In in the context of me massing, I'm I'm currently yeah. hypo or hypercaloric, so people know. Um, right. Yeah, so I have I have back on the front burner. I like that's why I was asking Trevor about the frequency because I wanted to increase the frequency because I'm finding my back is recovering pretty well. Um, so I have back first, and then on my PM session, I have on that first day. Uh, so my pull day, I have uh, a bicep exercise, uh, heavier, and then I have um i think biceps the next day and then i rest them on my legs on wednesday and then i think i go friday saturday i want to say this is from, from what i recall and they recover just fine i try to vary the rep ranges and um uh so the rep ranges the loading ranges and um you know if i'm using any modalities like i also uh listened to trevor in that last podcast when i was setting up this one and i inputted a uh uh, so I have more length and length and bias, but then when I have a back, back to back day, it's in a different rep range and I have a shortened bias exercise and that worked out perfect. Yeah. Do you generate a pump on all four of those sessions? Yeah, you do, but no soreness. Um, maybe if I have a more length and biased, I, I tend to generate a little more soreness, but, um, I don't really get sore in those muscle groups a whole lot, to be honest. And, and how long have you been training your biceps four times a week? Oh, for a long time. 
as long oh, as for, you're, you're accustomed to this ball. This yeah. Frequency. Yeah. Uh, tr uh, when I started working with Jared, he started with that and that's what I've been rolling with. They, and they just obviously growth from that. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I think my arms have grown a, a fair amount for sure. Yeah, man, I can't handle that. I can't handle four times a week biceps training frequency. I actually can't even handle three times a week biceps training frequency. From from a soreness or from a disruption in like your joints perspective, both. or both, both. Oh, yeah. you get I, you get sore biceps pretty easy, for sure. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Your arms are very impressive. Sure. So I have decent arms for a natural. So this actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 yeah I have shitty ass like. But I'll tell you something that I have figured that I have found in myself. This sure. is just a me thing. There may be anyone listening if you guys want to try it or maybe you're like, yeah, shit, I do agree. Okay. I have found that dropping my frequency slightly, and, and I've told Trevor this before, mm, we talk about everything that. off, off air, <laughs> dropping my frequency slightly in most things and increasing the amount of juju in each session, as in the amount of volume, volume and juju, it's the same thing, um, has actually found, I found that to be better for me. So most things... I actually train twice a week because I've done three times a week and spread that volume throughout. And it just felt like junk volume. It felt like right when I was getting to the point where shit was about to happen, it was like, all right, we're done with that session. And yeah. now yeah. I can put a little bit more juice in there. Um, and I like that. So for me, for biceps, I train them twice a week. Back was like this too. Back, I've used to train three times a week and was like, uh, I, I, I much prefer it in twice or doing it two times a week and doing, let's say in that upward bound of if I'm going to get to 10 sets per session or 12 sets in a session, I much prefer that than doing, let's say three sets of five to eight sets a session. That's a me thing though, because yeah. I've tried the other way and I didn't like it. I, th I think that's a very solid point. Let me ask you, how do you find you get a pump really easy with like most muscles or do you feel like you need a few sets to really get rolling? It really depends on the body part. Okay, um, well, say say like more common ones that are trained frequently. So uh, biceps, uh, delts, back potentially. Um, yeah, I think it comes pretty quick. But the, okay. the reason why I say that it also depends and anybody here that follows me on social, and I'm sure if you do this podcast, you follow me on social. You guys know with the way that I do my reps and stuff, like the pump comes pretty immediately because the set Fair. or the reps take so fucking yeah, long. Yeah, one so. set takes like five minutes. Sure, sure. So it's like by the first set, it's like, all right, I'm like, we're here to party, you know, like okay. we're here. Right. Um, yeah. So for most things, actually, after a couple warm-up sets, like first set, I'm I'm in it. Okay. But yeah, cool, I mean, no, my volume has yeah. dropped considerably. Yeah, that's yeah. something that like I've I've noticed that too. My uh I do way less volume. I, I made a post on Instagram about it today. Yeah, I, I do way less volume than I used to. And I think a big part of that is just, you know, one, there's the obvious of getting stronger, but two, just better exercise selection and better technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I actually used to train uh, biceps four to five times a week. And most of this year, I've trained them three times a week. And I think I've seen some of the best growth doing three times a week than when I was doing more. But when yeah. I try to do two sets a week, I just, I really crash whole performance drop on arm training in general. Twice a week, I can only maybe get four 
maybe five sets depending on the exercise I'm doing. And so it's really hard for me to get like enough volume with two. Mm -hmm. So by spreading it into three, then, you know, getting to that, you know, four sets maybe at the end of a mesocycle where it's about the most I can do in a single session, everything just lines up perfectly. Yeah. I mean, if I did AMPMs, um, this would work even better for me because, oh, 100%. Yeah. because if anybody's listening, if you've kind of, if you've thought about it, my sessions are long because I do a lot, oh. you know, like, yes, my volume has dropped, but being that most things I train anywhere from two to three times a week, most things is twice. Um, calves, I get, I train three times a week, lateral delts, rear delts. I train three times a week and abs. I'm now training four times a week but everything else is twice a week. So, you know, I'm doing 20 sets in a session. Yeah. Uh, like in total, right. Of things, especially at the end. Um, and this shit adds up, but uh, I honestly, man, I prefer it I, because I think the two hours in the gym once, even though it's not as probably efficient as going AMPM, the time commitment, even though it's two hours on the front end, it's still less. Yeah. Oh, 100%. when you consider the commute, the travel, the extra shower, the extra meal, like these things add up. Oh, I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And people ask me all the time, like, oh, should I do two, two days? I'm like, no, probably not. My life happens to be that twice, twice yeah. a day training actually fits my lifestyle better and gives me yeah. more time to be at home with my wife and my dogs versus if I tried to do once then I'm going to have more time where I'm actually away from my wife and everything sure. because just the way my life is structured. Sure. Yeah. I've yeah. done it. I've done eight sessions a week uh, and I've done it for an extended period of time. I just prefer yeah. to do six. Yeah. I, I want to comment on that because I, because my lifestyle is set up in a way in which uh, that is also conducive, right? I, I live like five minute drive from the gym. Um, and a lot of the time I'm either, you know, I have a lot of my, my clients go to the gym so I may be doing a consult or I may be, there's a coffee shop nearby. So I may just, I may literally do my AM session, shower, eat, and then go to the coffee shop, get some work done, come back and then do my PM. Um, it, it, it's, it, but on certain days, it's just not ideal. And, and that's why I keep my, my two a days uh, limited. Right. Um, but I can make mm -hmm. that work and, and it's not too out of the way. Once you're considering a commute, you know, or, you know, you don't work in a gym or around the gym environments, like, a lot of those things can definitely, and, and any other things can become barriers, right? And especially really a commute and the, 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 set, the two showers too is, uh, is sometimes annoying. Real. I mean, I could tell you, man, and, and this is definitely the bro in me, but it's, it's real. Like it's really hard to, to, to week in week out, especially when fatigue builds up to show up to the gym to do motherfucking incline yeah. curl, wrist curls and calves. Like, Oh yeah. Psychologically it, you know it really I mean? is like, so I actually experienced, like, it's been a few years, but I was experiencing with, or experimenting with two a days, six days a week. And I did it for probably six months. Jeez. And by the end of it, I was just like, I don't ever want to fucking train again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think I took like two months where I just pulled down to maybe training two to three times a week in total. Because I was just, I had so much psychological fatigue and burnout. Right. And you're weighing that against like the benefit of maybe training those PM sessions a little bit more fresh, right? Having some yeah. rest, having a meal in between. But it's also like psychologically, you're like, right, I got to go back to the gym. I got to get amped up again. 
you know yeah so since then i've actually adjusted i do two a days maybe three times a week yeah okay that's yeah i do too and that that's with those times a week and the way i structure my whole training cycle it's on days where it does work out that it fits my lifestyle better um versus just trying to force it into a day regardless of how it fits and i'm not opposed to like i've had things pop up recently meetings pop up or whatever where you know what i gotta just do uh one session and it's it's fine it's whatever and that's and that's the other thing what you just said i mean maybe you didn't just say but it just got me thinking about it like if you get everything done in one session at least you have the mind that you know that it's done imagine yeah. you know, like, a, a, like a bitchin am session and then life happens or you're tired or whatever and you're like fuck it i'm gonna skip the pm you skip a few pms in a row and the next thing you know you're like dude there's whole body parts that i haven't trained in like weeks yeah. or i've trained them at maintenance that's a thing it happens right i missed i missed one session during prep and it was because of that it was because i went home and i was like all right i'm tired i'm done and then i didn't go back and I was like so upset about it, but I was also like, if I was just at the gym that whole time, I probably would just would have done it, you know. But once I, you, especially when you go home in prep, you know, you've already gone home, you start resting, you get your food in, you're like, I'm not going back to the gym. Yeah. Least- yeah. Yeah. And then when you go back, it's like, dude, I never, you never leave. God forbid you see the same person there that you saw this morning. You're like, fuck, Groundhog no, Day. Start. Like, yeah. Like, I'm never leaving. You know what I mean? No, like, this especially is especially at night, my gym's super packed. So like, yeah. it, I'm definitely going to get talked to, even though it's like a short session. People are going to come in, talk to me. Here, I'm going to reinvite Trevor because he, mm-hmm. he ditched out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I agree. I I keep them limited for for sure. Yeah, and then what do you do socially, right? So like in that first session, it's usually the meat and potatoes. So. Do you, do you choose to not extend yourself socially, but then the PM it's easy. So you're like, Oh, I could talk to people because it's easy session. But then you're like, yeah, but I was also here earlier. So I don't want to be here as much. So I want to make it faster, but yeah, I'm only yeah, here exactly. for curls and shit. This is lame. Like, what do you do? Yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, cause I think also as a coach, a lot of my clients are there, especially the PM and I don't want to not talk to them, but I'm also like, you know, I got shit to do too. Right. So it's like, you know, I, I, I have to balance that out. Right. Uh, I've considered maybe having another gym membership to where I can go if I need to just be to myself. Right. Yeah. I think the best way to do it in real terms is um, to get whatever equipment you need. If you obviously have the means to do this and just do it at home. Yeah. I don't have at this place. I don't hopefully in the future, I can get a place of like a yard or something. You know, like most people, like we were talking about before this podcast started, most people they're training, what biceps, lateral delts, calves, abs, maybe you could definitely make that happen. Yeah. At home. Yeah. It's like, you just need some dumbbells. Yeah. You will maybe need to buy a machine or two, but to me, a cable, a cable and and some dumbbells, dude, you're set. I think not really not set for calves. No, you gotta, you just need a ledge, like a, a step or something. Yeah, and I guess you can put on the belt from like a weighted dip. Yeah, belt yeah, exactly. Stand over and do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as opposed to getting what for calves, you know? Buy a calf, buy a donkey calf raise machine. <laughs> yeah, I guess those aren't too expensive. Well, the donkey would be uh-huh. expensive. A seated well, the calf. Donkey would be just because it's rare, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. True. I can tell you though, man, from, uh, and I don't know where Trevor went, but I know started- I sent him another night. Yeah. So doing uh, calves first in a leg session, 
now before everything else has made it so easy and seamless to train calves um, like it never was before. I just started doing that this training cycle because you mentioned Talk that before. It. You're never going back. You're never. No, going I love back. it. I love it because I'll, I'll sometimes skip, uh, skip it at the end or or push it into another day, which is also just not ideal. For and, sure. Uh, yeah. No, I I 100. But when you do them when you're fresh, right? Three to six sets anywhere in the 10 to 20 or 15 to 25 rep range with a short rest period, obviously, you're done in 10 minutes or less, and it's over. Well, you know, another thing too is the fact that it's really difficult to um, train. Uh, it's really difficult to, to go through that pain, especially if after like a leg session, I don't want to go through the pain of calves. But if I front load it, I feel way better. I can get through it a lot better. I'm not trying to get through it, like rush through it. Uh, because if I do like a, a hard set of like a uh, high rep leg press or something, um, doing a, a, a calf, like the burn and stuff at the end of a session, you just want to go home. Like it's not, uh, it, for me, it, I like that because I'm like, all right, I got that out of the way and I'm not going to try to skirt through it. You're, you're off video, by the way. I know, I know. I keep bumping okay. this thing. I, I also find um, that with calves, there's a very big premium on my muscle connection. And if you're training them later in the session, I don't have the mental bandwidth or interest to really focus in on that mind muscle connection. So like this doesn't really happen to me, but I could see how it would happen where then you just end up going through the motions of rep to rep and you're not really focused on the squeeze at the top, the stretch at the bottom, the pause, you know, the real concentration. Whereas when you get in the gym, obviously you're focused immediately and like, it's just easy to do it, but yeah, I know um, you hear that easy to do it. Who's doing? Um, <laughs> but after some squatting, some leg pressing or some leg curls, by the time I get to calves, I'm like, yeah, I'll do this, but I'm not doing this. hundred percent. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, for me, I can only get about two sessions in right now. This is my recovery capacity. And, um, I want to make those two sessions count for sure. So how many sets are you doing in a session? Um, beginning of a training cycle, like two to three for calves. Yeah. You're doing six sets a week and you're growing. Dude, I can't, I can't progress outside of six sets a week. Oh my God. I, Why, you know you what I think store for three days or something? They, my progression stall or, or start to backtrack, you but you know what out? I think? Um, not really, but what, but what I will say is that I think in part, and you can probably also have some input on why you think that I can only do six sets, but I think also my body weight with the amount of steps I do, um, it, it definitely limits that like at my body weight walking around. I think it definitely limits the amount of calf volume I can use. How many steps do you do? Um, 10 to 12,000. That's not a lot. This is no. Normal. Yeah. Are, are you, what, what rep range are you training in? Um, one day I do a little bit heavier uh, loading range and then, so like five to 10, maybe seven to 12. And then the other is like 10 to 20. Wait a minute. You're doing calves in the seven to 12 rep range. Yeah. Trevor, are you here? Yeah, I should be. Can you guys hear me? I hear you. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're on your phone. Yeah, my yeah, one of us through. has to be ghetto. I'm done being ghetto. You have to be ghetto. Yep. <laughs> Fucking storm rolled through and killed the internet. So oh shit. So Dylan, is that not weird for you to do calves in the seven to twelve rep range? I could tell you oh, God. I would never I I've done it. I hate it. Why do you hate it? Do you not 
Everybody here? No, yes. I hear you. Trevor said he hates it. Yeah, I hate it. Then he said, why do you hate it, Trevor? Why do I hate it? Yeah. Uh, I just don't get anything from it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with him. I get foot pain. That's what I get. Yeah, it basically, it just kind of hurts, and I get, like, zero stimulus for my calf. So I, my calf volume has actually gone down to our frequency and volume to where I only do it uh, twice a week, maybe at the most 12 sets. But I strictly do between 15 to 25 reps. Okay. At least yeah, for the yeah. first set. I let it fall, but and my cats consistently get sore for two to three days. Progression goes up. It's and for me, I've done that for the past probably oh 18 months or so, and have seen consistent calf growth growth over that time. Whereas yeah. before I would try um for a while, I continually tried uh, maybe going uh eight to 12 or 10 to 15 and just every time i tried it it's just like no soreness meh pumps and my feet hurt yeah so i uh i train my calves three times a week and i have one day in the 10 to 15 rep range and with calves i'm very very mindful of pauses and i'm very um yeah i'm very intentional with my pauses also commiserate with the rep ranges that I use. And I'm going to expound on this. So when I'm exactly the 10 to 15, yeah, you do my, the 10 to 15 rep range. I pause at the top and I pause at the bottom. The 12 to 20 rep range is another day that I do. I pause at the bottom, but I don't pause at the top because then the shit would just take way too long. And then I have another day in the 15 to 25 rep range where I'm just controlled, but I don't pause at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah. This is what I found to be great for me. I'm able to get sore and I'm able to progress. Um, Dylan, I would give this a try if you. Right. If you haven't, I agree. I would give it a try. And uh, to be more precise about mine, mine is actually similar to Shimmy's, where I have a day in the uh, 15, uh, 15 to 20-ish range where I pause, like a good pause at the bottom and just a brief pause at the top. And then a day that's more 2025 where it's just controlled both ways. Um, because otherwise, if you're doing like 20 to 30 reps and you're doing a pause at the top and the bottom, you're yeah. going to use like no weight. Right. At that point, you probably are using like way too little load. And at that point, it's going to be literally it's long per set. Fuck that. Come on. Yeah. 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 And this is coming yeah. from me saying, fuck that. <laughs> pause and okay so pause and low reference but what benefit do you think that would have outside of like my like what i'm currently doing a few things so number one i think you'd have a better mind muscle connection you generate more disruption and i think that the overall movement quality would be much higher mm-hmm. i also think, think you'd get better progression and that's okay yeah yeah i'll give it a shot I, I, I find calves are the other thing is i find calves are really really damn hard to progress if you're training in that lower rep range uh specifically if you're if you're trying not to use your uh like a bounce out of the bottom you're trying to really control it yeah because i mean it's not like our gastroc can produce a ton of force right it's like trying to do a um you know a, a lateral raise for sets of eight dylan yeah. what calf variations are you using so, and I was going to say, I did actually change it this last training cycle. I just forgot. Um, sorry, because this one's a little bit newer. Um, so I 
I'm doing a donkey calf and uh, on the belt squat machine. And um, I am doing a, what's the other variation I'm using? I think I'm using a, it's, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like an angled seat with a foot plate here. You sit Rotary like this. Calf. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that one as well. So you're still bent uh, at your hips, yep. but it's like the foot plates over here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for that. I, I was hoping you didn't say you're doing a standing calf raise, like straight up. And no, down. I cut that out. So I was doing that the first training cycle in a lower range, put in the belt squat, and I'm probably more towards like 15 um, and progressing. We, we talked about that, right? I don't know what? when, but we all talked about this, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, I, I listen to our calls. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I've, I think this is like a third thing out of this call where I've like, we've talked and then I've implemented that into my training, right? Yeah. Um, awesome. So I took out that standing and put in the belt squat and yes, it works a lot better. Yeah, man. Anytime, if anybody listening to reiterate, when you're training calves, there's something about pushing into something, especially where your lower back is supported, where it just feels that much better. I know Joe Bennett talks yeah. about this a decent amount. So think leg press calves, rotary calves, donkey calves, where you're not really having any axle loading and just allowing your foot to push. Yeah. Well, and if you're doing a standing calf raise, or it's actually oh. you're having to fight a lot to keep your hips still as a set gets hard because you can you can start kind of shifting your hips forward and back and sheet the movement. Right. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. So when you have something like, um, even just doing like leg press calf raises. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So well, good. one thing I wanted to throw in there, if you guys are listening, um, can you please, if, if you want to see Joe Bennett on the show, spam his Instagram account, because I sent him an email. I sent him multiple emails to come on the show. So just spam him and say, please come on the, the podcast, respond to Dylan's email. Uh, yeah, just wanted to throw yes. that there. <laughs> yes. So uh, what 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 did you guys talk about when I was gone? Oh, uh, we were talking tons of shit about you. Um, no, I mean, I, I would expect actually. nothing less. Did you make the um the the Silicon Valley clip yet or no? No, no, I'm I'm getting on that podcast this upcoming week. I was just doing the did Eric Trexler one today. Did you watch any Silicon Valley yet? No. So after we had that conversation, I started rewatching the show for the third time. Um, I'm about to finish season three. It's the fucking best. It's confirmed. It's the fucking best. It's so funny. Oh, I, have to check it out. I was watching uh, this last week. I was watching um, the Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro. He did a new Netflix series, and I like that a lot. The horror series. Oh, yeah. The horror anthology. I want to see the, uh, the Lamborghini movie. I, it just came out. I haven't seen it yet. Um, talks about the guy that created Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, came to be. It looks really cool, and I also want to see Spirited because it's me. So obviously, I want to see Spirited. That's I know that is. That's Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds together, and it's oh, oh that's gonna be funny, and ooh, it's a ooh. musical. That's gonna musical. be funny. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy, what's going on with your training? What are you doing right so now? So I'm uh, finishing the first leg of a diet. I've got about two after tomorrow, I've got two weeks left and then I'm going to do a maintenance. So modified maintenance, cause I'm maintaining at a, a lower body weight with the intent of going lower. So I'm going to do a maintenance for like four to five weeks and then uh, probably a 10 week diet that will end up making me leaner than I've ever been, which is really cool. Um, nice. Training is nice. going great. Um, ab veins came out yesterday at a little over 190 pounds which is cool um that's never happened before they're not like fully fully there like they were um 
when I'm in the low 180s, but they're, yeah, they're yeah. starting to poke out um, and they usually don't poke out this early. So um, that's pretty cool. And I'm training in Charleston for the time that I'm here. So I've been using a lot of machines that I'm not accustomed to using and using a lot of exercises that I haven't really used before um, with great results, I might add. So like I've tried the lying cuff lateral raise that got popular a few years ago. Uh, yeah, the crucifix ladder. Sure, I've never done it before. It's cool. Um, also on the free motion, I'm trying this uh, cross body triceps extension. The um, I'm using that right now, actually. Yeah, where it's like you're almost doing an X. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan just because push downs. Push downs are fantastic. I love them, but you can't push. I mean, you can, but if I don't need to push down forever, then I would like to have a break every so often before I bring them back in. Right. For me, yeah. pushdowns in the 10 to 15 range are amazing. The Just, 12 to yeah. 20 range are amazing. Giant sets with them are amazing. Like pushdowns, I very seldom take them out, but now for a mesocycle or two, I'm just kind of rolling with this because the cable machines here suck dick. So <laughs> I had to find something else. So um, this one I'm rolling with. And um, yeah, it's always doing cool straight sets. Huh? You just doing straight sets with that? Yeah, straight sets, 10 to 15 mm -hmm. rep range, bottom pause, top pause. Um, nice. Started at three sets. We'll end at likely five sets, maybe with a drop set at the end. And uh, that will be the progression for that one. It's great. I'm yeah. actually using that for the same reason, whereas I like I need I want to take push downs out. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I, do you think it's as good as just a straight up like a straight bar push down or something? No, I don't either. But it's good. Uh, it's, it, it's, good. good. it's good. It's good. Yeah. But it's not like if I, you know, if I was hedging my bets on what's going to be better for muscle growth, I would say a, a regular push down. Um, so as a general rule, yes, but then I would say you consider the juice being worth the squeeze if you've been doing the same push down for four months. Where and that's this for a fresh month, I'd do this. Yeah, exactly. That's where that's where I'm at. It's like I just want to take pull downs out for a little bit, give me a mezzo plus an active yeah. rest without them, so I can bring them back when I uh kind of get back fresh rolling after the new year. I can also tell you, so I'm doing the same thing. When I start dieting again and I have those two massive cycles of dieting, I'm going to bring pushdowns back for sure. Yeah. I can also tell you that after years and years of training and doing pushdowns with all kinds of different attachments, there's so many attachments under the sun. And I could tell you a little easy curl bar or straight bar is the only one that I yep. think is good. Fuck, yep, a rope. Fuck all those Ropes other ones. Awful. No. Uh, yeah. An underhand pushdown, go away. No, don't like yep. it. Um, <laughs> And there's all these other like random weird ones with the balls on the end. The fucking the balls are so dumb. Yeah, like yeah. go funnel ball. You go funnel the balls at your home. You don't sure. need to do it at the gym. Like sure. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm definitely always like end up back at a straight bar or easy bar push down. Like it, I'll yeah. just I'll try something else for a little bit. I think I had like the the ab machine at my gym has the uh, like the hand in like you know how you put your hands in and you grab it so i was trying yes, that for a while that's very popular on social media yeah I hate it. yeah oh really yeah it was all right it, it was it's it's like a rope uh, push so down i have this weird thing um one like rope pushdowns are super popular everyone loves them for one for me it's like instant shoulder or elbow pain if i do any kind of like uh elbow extension with a neutral grip immediate shoulder or elbow pain but on top of that, 
I like lose all ability to produce force. Yeah, I get that. So I could do like a push down with like 150 pounds with a straight bar. If I go to a rope, I can barely do 50 pounds. You think you think it's because it maybe biases the lateral head with your hand turned like that a little more as opposed to like maybe here with a more pronated grip you can get more of all three heads of the tricep involved or I just think it's a bad position. Yeah, I just think it's a bad position. I think it's just not good. I don't think that like most people are leveraged really well. I don't think their triceps are leveraged well to produce as much force as they could. Yeah. Yeah. And I so mean, if, you, if you think about it, at least for me, when I'm doing the rope push down, the eccentric is fine. And the first third is fine. But the moment that you're making me to do this split thing, that's when it gets weird. And it's yeah. so antithetical to popular opinion because everyone goes, oh, the split at the bottom, squeeze. that's where you really contract. Yeah. And it's like, it's squeeze. I, ain't, I ain't squeezing shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not doing anything. This feels awful. Nothing's happening down there. Makes mm -hmm. me think of yeah. uh, Talladega Nights when he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's what Love I think it. of at the bottom of my tricep. Love it. He's like whispering in the microphone. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was good. Oh, my God. Well, so now good. we know what the short for this video is going to be. Yeah, there we so go. So good. So good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've also had access to the, uh, the Nautilus hack squat at this gym. And the Nautilus hack squat has come into favor because obviously Mike just got it. Um, so here we go. It's not good. Okay. Yeah. Not good. Jorge had it at his gym in Crunch. And I remember before Jorge and I trained together, that's Jorge Breeds on Instagram. You guys can go and look him up. Good guy. Before he came to train with me, he was doing hack squats on his Instagram and I was seeing it with like three plates or like three and a half plates. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cause like that's close to what I do on the Cybex hack squad that I have back at home. So I was like, all right, cool. He came to train with me. He had two plates, a five and a two and a half, and he got fucking pinned at eight reps. And I was huh. like, all right. So then I went to this Ibex hack squad, um, this Nautilus hack squad here, and I, I just put the weights on that I had for my previous. Uh, I was like, this is just not that bad. So um, I was telling Trevor this. It might be an idea when someone is dieting to pick machines that are light, where you can put a lot of weight on each side, not to necessarily show off, but to make your ego feel better when you are essentially a little bit weaker because you are dieting, it's sort of a mental game with yourself, no changing of technique or anything. But if you can pick something where you can put some weights on, you won't feel as shitty about yourself when you're dieting. Hey, you'll also burn more uh, calories with meat when you have to unload all that shit. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what? I was just going to ask what, what, what are good hack squats? Cause I feel like I've never, I mean, I've had a few, but <laughs> the elite, you the elite one, horns. the elite one is all right. I feel like, but I haven't, I don't have a lot to compare it to. Cause I have elite FTS at my gym. Yeah. Um, so I like the Cybex hack squat with yoga blocks for super range of motion. Cybex is the like really heavy feeling. Yeah. It's heavy as yeah. shit. Yeah. I yeah, had one of those. The older one. Cause the newer one that Charlie's yeah. using, I don't think it's that heavy. I don't know. I haven't used it. It's not as heavy. Correct. That's what I hear. I haven't used it. It's heavy, but it's not as heavy. So the Nautilus, the, the, excuse me, the Cybex hack squat is great. The Arsenal hack squat is great. The Nebula hack squat, which is basically the Arsenal hack squat, is also yeah. great. There's an old one that I used to use at a gym that closed down by me. 
made by Streamline. I've never seen it before since I never used heard it. that shit. It's very deep. I never had to use even yoga blocks and I have pretty good mobility. Um, that was very good. Those are my faves for hack squats. I've never used the Atlantis one. Um, I've never, yeah. Yeah. And hammer strength, obviously, it, it's going to be bad. Shimmy and I actually literally had this conversation. We were talking about it. Uh, hammer strength hack squats are trash. Just let's just throw that out it's there. Hammer strength. Everything that hammer strength makes is bad. Most of it's garbage. Yeah. I yeah. I'm not really a hammer strength fan either. The hammer strength plate loaded pullover is good. It if is. Anyone good. has used it. It have yes, used it. I like that one. I have one at my gym right yes. now. Yep. I got yeah, so, so sore for some reason. Bar that you can really grip nice. Yeah. Uh, very good. Good stretch. But, good stretch too. Uh, I I hate like, all their back equipment Great. and most of their chest equipment. Yeah. But anyway, um, for me, I think um, my I we ranked our favorite hack squats. My favorite is actually the V two Atlantis hack squat, and it's specifically that one. So I I've been having to kind of bounce around gyms this week, so I went to a different one that has the V one this week. And use like 130 more pounds and match reps with a higher rep and reserve. And I was just like, I was take, kind of taking it easy because I was back from being sick and all that. But I was like, well, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the, the V2 Atlantis hack squat and then uh, the Cybex, definitely the older version. The newer one's fine, but the older one is my preferred. And uh, like that, the, I would say the Nebula, and I, I hesitate to even say the Arsenal, just because Arsenal's hack squats have a lot. In terms of they, uh, the bearings break a lot. Yeah, I remember it's, my. So, I remember my thing that. Yeah. And it's a white who had the same issue. Mm hmm. Um, so that, that blows, uh, if you never, the old school flex fitness ones, that's the one that Jared likes a lot, right? I really don't know. They're not bad. Uh, they're not amazing, but they're better than average. I think. Oh, question. Slight pivot pendulum squats. You guys have used the paramount one, right? Hmm. Okay. Dylan, you I used have, it. Uh, I've, I've Atlantis. That's the only one I've ever used. So the Paramount Pendulum Squat's really, really good. It's really heavy. I really like Fucking, it. But yeah, super guys, heavy. Yeah, you guys haven't used it, so this question might fall on deaf ears. There are some people in the fitness space that are using that Paramount Pendulum Squat, and they're putting a very little mini band around the back to make mm -hmm. the, the ascent harder. Um, I was going to ask you guys your opinion. I, I use well it. I, I don't know. I want to say this is not a bad idea. I've not used it because the regular Paramount is fucking good. It's really heavy and it's good. But um, yeah, I was just wondering if what you thought. In my opinion, I think banding a pendulum squat is the dumbest shit ever. Okay. Because you're taking something that already drops off and gets lighter at the bottom and gets real fucking heavy as you get near the top or mid-range top and you're just exaggerating that further fair enough so you could just yeah. put more plates on the machine yeah and, and, and for me i actually so i'm this is going to be my hot take for the podcast i think pendulum squats kind of suck okay. yeah um i 
never get as much as I do from a good hack squat or a good leg press or a good Smith machine squat. And you pendulum squat a lot as in often. I do. I not anymore. I, I did for a well, while. You were for a while. Every week. wanted it to like, like work because everyone talked about how good it was. And then literally just like a couple months ago, uh, I put it in and I got through one mesocycle and I was just like, why the fuck am I doing this? Mm-hmm. This is terrible. It literally, it's one of the few things that within a couple of mesocycles, I start getting knee pain consistently every time. Uh, the stimulus I get from it is meh and the fatigue is out of this world. So that part, I agree with you. The fatigue is humongous. The fatigue cost of pendulum squats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, it's like I can get a way better stimulus for less fatigue doing damn near anything else. I want you to try that the the pendulum squat from Paramount. Now, now I would try that one. I would try. I, I would always try a different one. And like, because I've only actually used the Atlantis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just the way that one's designed. Um, I, I actually have used the Arctic light. one time. Relatively speaking, I've heard it's very light. It's, I mean, it's not super light. It's pretty fucking heavy. Have you used yeah, the Arsenal just, one? Yes. What do you think? But only once, so it's hard to say. Would you like the Arsenal one more than that one? I think so. So parent, the Paramount one is better than the Arsenal one. Yeah, and that's what I've heard. So I, I would be willing to concede that if I got to try a different um, uh, machine, I may have different thoughts. Yeah. I still think regardless of that, I think the pendulum squat is... And forces you to have more control. I think the reason why a lot of people like it is because as soon as you unrack, you immediately feel pain. Like you yeah. immediately feel the weight, right? Like you feel the heaviness. Um, and even if you're going through a partial range of motion, like most people do, even a partial range of motion pendulum squat still feels bad. Yeah. Which, a, a side note, how the fuck do you actually do a partial range of motion on a pendulum squat you, by definition you stop halfway no but i mean like i watch people do it and i'm like my knees my patellas would yeah. be in the wall no, dude that's how i feel every see blessing awadibu do any leg thing okay <laughs> let's just drop some fucking names here and nick gloff was the person who puts the band on the pendulum squat yeah i mean i've seen people do it i just think it's dumb yeah, so if I can weigh in, so I, I've thought about it, but because I, 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 my gripe with it, and this is probably a stupid gripe, but it's the, I have such a hard time gauging relative effort because of that mid range of like getting really hard. Like oh, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. do three. That's real, bro. Like That's super real. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I'll be like, all right, three RAR, and then I'll push it on the last week, and I'm like, yes. I have five more fucking reps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how tall? Uh, real, real quick. Um, how tall are you guys? I'm five eleven. Okay, Dylan. Five eleven. Five eleven. Okay, so yeah. I'm six two. So I'm a Close little enough. bit taller than both of you guys, yeah. but not much. It's pretty similar. Um, shorter people 
don't experience that as much as what I've learned. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you, can't, you can't put yoga blocks on a, on a pendulum squat or like put a plate at the bottom. Like short people can't pendulum squat. I've put short people through it. It can't happen. Yeah. Um, it, but so like when I'm hitting a pendulum squat, that it's like uh, from a third of the way up to finish, it's just like fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I find it really difficult. Um, once you hit the drop off point at the bottom, it, I find it difficult to maintain like really good tight control with my quads. Yeah. I really, all of I, a sudden, like I'm trying really hard, I'm trying really hard. And then all of a sudden, it just feels way lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it, it wigs me out. Yeah, dude, you'd almost want to reverse band it so you can make it hard at the bottom. Yeah, harder. exactly. That that I think it's such an extreme where it's like this is, and yeah. so my gym has that, and I know Shimmy. I think you've done it or a knockoff, the Rogers Power Squat. Yeah, the gym at yeah, Red Pond has it, but it just doesn't feel right. The one. Um, I I think if you send me a video, I could help you out on that because a lot of people said that, and then I watched them. Yeah, do I'm, it not, and, I'm not training at Redcon anymore. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you ever try it again, because yeah. I've I've seen a lot of people do it. And everyone makes the same mistakes. But with that one, it's similar to a like a piece of prime machine, where it has the different loading pegs. Yeah. And so when I'm squatting with it, I load everything to where it's heavy at the bottom. Yeah. And it will wreck my quads and it's like it is super fucking heavy at the bottom but as you're coming up it feels lighter and the fatigue of it is like i can do two sets of that and my quads are crushed but i don't feel that bad whereas if i do two sets of pendulum squats i feel absolutely awful but my quads feel meh can we uh can we have just a slight uh, a slight shift and affirmation real quick based on what you just said for anybody listening. I mean, you guys can say otherwise, but once you train with a full range of motion with leg stuff and uh, you train with good effort, dude, if your volume is not cut in half from whatever it used to be, I don't know what you're doing. My well, leg volume, especially for quads guys used to be 20, 25 sets. Now sure. maybe it's 15, 16 at the top. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and I'm dying, like dying. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I don't think I, I can manage over 12 anymore. Yeah. That's so, a top I mean, end. Granted, like I know Dylan, a lot of people that watch your podcast that we're preaching to the choir here, everybody's pretty inoculated to these ideas. I get that. But yeah. if you're not, and you're the leg extension, lunge, Smith machine, squat, leg curl, stiff, like a deadlift, like induction guy. person listening if that's you dude fix your technique and fix your effort because there's a lot more you know there is to a a certain extent a level of effort you can make up for with volume but eventually you're just doing a bunch of junk volume Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that once again, like when you're doing it right, you just can't. And the easiest example of this is to put somebody that's not used to it through a deficit deadlift session in the six to 10 rep range. It's the easiest way to do it because if you make someone do three or four, 
workout will likely not continue. Yeah. After, or over. the workout will be a total shell of what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Or you you have to finish with, you know, a uh, leg extension and, right. you know, adductor, abductor machine, because that's right. all you can do. And so cue that on a much bigger level. Anytime you train legs, that's not exactly the feeling, but it's close. Yeah. Yeah. My, my leg sessions, even at low volumes are daunting. Like when I, when no, I do them, I, I feel like I still have to like, be like, like psych myself up for it. Like it take my like six sets. Yeah. Takes me an hour and 15 minutes. And a part of that is because like I finish a set and I lay on the fucking ground. Same. <laughs> and wait for my soul to return to my body. Same. I'm laying on the ground because of the lower back pump. I don't actually feel like my soul is lost. Just my lower back is pumped up and I'm like, I, my, my lower back will recover faster if I lay. Yeah. Yeah. I sit. So it's actually a tactical move on my part. That, that actually is a thing. Hmm. You could do a plank and it would recover even quicker. I always think to myself, I mean, I, I would never do it, but I was like, I know that when you take drugs, the lower back pump is absolutely insane. And my lower back pump is already like pretty decent as a natural. So I'm like, if I wonder if I was stronger and I was on drugs, how my lower back, like how, I, how it would be. And I guess my volume would just be so low. Yeah, you couldn't train. My, no, my say, volume would just be so low. Yeah, you do a, like one set of legs. Yeah. As, yeah. as an enhanced person, sorry. As an enhanced person, I think when I started managing fluid retention, I got less, way less low back pumps. I almost never get them now. And it's also exercise selection. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I get them some, but it's not bad. It's yeah, not well, the, the problem. Is, problem is people take a bunch of oral steroids and they get a bunch of fluid retention and their blood pressure goes through the roof and that's when they get those crazy back pumps yeah they also eat like a shit ton of salt and don't pay attention exactly yeah well, they me, eat well, like no sodium because all they eat is like rice and hot sauce yeah yeah i mean what i found is i also i mean I'm obviously right like i put a big premium on my eccentrics and my pauses when i'm doing my squatting yeah. variation so yeah i i found that in that way most times my lower back it, it, it true, would yeah. give out first and the uh -huh. lower back ultimately doesn't allow me to stay in the right position, which ultimately yeah. will like punk me out. Yeah. So I will tell you um, something that I've been doing. I don't know if I recommend this to anyone, but I do it. I've actually cut my warm up reps significantly uh, to actually get to the shit, but maybe because my reps are slow that I'm getting much more out of each rep in my warmups so that I don't need as many warm-up reps, if that makes sense. So I might do like, for, for example, for my Smith machine squats, I just did 280 or 285 or something. So I did 165 for like five. Then I did 235 for like three to five. Then I did one rep of 280 and then I went. That's basically how I warm up too. Well, you would think that the first one would be a set of 10, set of 12, then maybe a set of eight, and then a set of three. Like Now, I will I do like that. a set of 10 with like a 135 mm -hmm. just to kind of like work things out. But I actually don't even do that. I'll do like a set of five, but I'll do like pause and like kind of sit there and like push my hips open and stuff, yeah. stretch it out. And I'll just do like a set of five, a set of five, a set of three, a single go. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I, I've never shared this on my Instagram because I don't want people to start copying it. I'm just saying this is what I do. And this is new for like this, this dieting block. Um, I've actually cut my warmups in half across the board for like almost everything. 
my warmups are so short and I'm really like very, maybe because I've just been lifting for a long time, or maybe I'm not that strong, or maybe because I move slow that like, it doesn't rear its head as much, but like, however many warmup sets I was doing before it's cut in half, however many reps I used to do to warm up, it's cut in half. Uh, and it's just, it feels better. And I feel like I can economize on my time a lot more, a lot more. I actually think, um, I'm curious what Dylan says. I think a lot of people's over warm up. Yeah. I used to be one of those pe people too. So did I, I do like maybe three to four warm up sets for my first exercise. Yeah. And then everything else, a lot of times, depending on what it is, I might not do anything, any warm ups at all. I might do like a three reps with the working weight just to make sure it feels right. And then set it yeah. down take a minute and go. Especially if it's later uh, in the session. Yeah. That thing following the first, first exercise. Oh yeah. The first exercise I'll still do a few sets to warm up for. And if I really feel like I need to warm up, I actually feel like I do better just getting on a treadmill for five minutes and actually like getting my body warm. Well, I think there's a little addendum that you need to put there and I could be wrong, but for things that you're strong at, that's definitely, that's probably not true. Right. It, yeah. That's why I said three to five. Yeah. So when, when I'm like, uh, for, for your bent over rows, for example, or your pull downs, you're warming up, you know, like you're doing warm ups there, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah. like with, for you, you know, a lot of your upper body stuff, like it just is what it is. Like you're just not that strong. So yeah. are you really going to warm up for 30 pound dumbbell curls? Like, no, uh, I'll do a set of 15, or 50, I'll do, 50, or 55 pound flat dumbbell presses. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah but, I, for, but when you're doing stiff like a deadlift with 315 or you're squatting 285 with the SSB or something like you're not going right to that. No way. No, but I'm, I'm only going to do maybe three or four sets, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if, if I was doing those later in a session, if I squat last in a session, I do one warm up. Sure. Because you probably have 225 on the bar or less. Yeah, sure. exactly. Sure. That's the point. Yeah. It's, it's like, I just don't need it. My, yeah. I'm plenty warm. I'm just wanting to make sure that like, I know what the bar feels like on my back. And Dylan, I, by the way, I, um, I inclined dumbbell press the hundreds today. You did. Nice. Uh, and honestly, so, uh, I just, I'm, I'm going to give Shimmy a little shout out here. Uh, I think if you uh, in, if you dumbbell press for a like set of five, you're dumb. But that was the cleanest set of five on a dumbbell press I've ever. It wasn't seen a first life. set, by the way. That was just okay. See, you you just said it. You got it for five, and I was like, I did. Yeah. But literally, like every time I see like people that are like, especially people they're prepping and they're like, they're gonna do sets of five on their incline no, dumbbell I'm press. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, it's not. It's not. Respectfully, I um. So I started doing incline dumbbell pressing in the eight to twelve rep range. Then, uh, uh the eight, seven to ten rep range. But uh, I felt strong a lot hundreds. I haven't used them in a very long time, and uh, yeah five yeah. reps probably could have gotten six and that's it but yeah i mean we we talked about this in a different context like i'll probably try it you know next week or the week after on a first set with the hundreds and like if i get eight or something cool you know cool. at the end of the day i'm dieting so it's not really gonna hurt me like i'm in the range you know 90 for 10 yeah. versus 100 for eight it's relatively similar yeah, um, yeah agree. and like i said i'll just agree. clean it up with downsets so i have the recovery yeah. capacity to do it
Uh, and one thing I wanted to say back on the uh, warm up topic is I think it should be auto regulated. Um, so yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like like so the problem that I had before was that I would do a, a standard number of warm up sets across each muscle group, but like you said, Jimmy, uh, you know, on on things that you're a lot stronger on, you may need to do more. But then there's some things like you guys mentioned that you just don't need to do very many at all, especially later in a session. Um, so I think just auto-regulating it and just paying attention. Like sometimes I have, you know, if you have a pre-existing injury and you, you need to squat, you know, uh, maybe you need more warm-up sets for squats, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, like pre-existing pre yeah. injury or something so like that. So unlike Trevor, I actually need warm-ups on all of my bicep curling exercises because yeah, elbow. when I start my, yeah, not so much my elbows, but like, if I want to call it like my brachioradialis, like in that area, it feels shit when I start. I need to do warm up sets um, for whatever that reason is. I mean, I've torn my bicep years ago. Uh, maybe it stems from that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I need one. I, if I go right into dumbbell curls, they're really going to hurt. Yeah, so I think paying attention to that is, is really important instead of just saying I'm going to warm up for five sets or whatever. And it saves you yeah. a ton of time, like you mentioned. That's one thing. I was spending so much time on top of all the volume I was doing needlessly warming up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That shit gets, gets so old. Oh, one. Yeah. So, uh, and so I know because I know he's going to watch this and he's going to comment on it. Um, Zach, my training partner, uh, I gave him amps of shit because he was doing like he he stopped so much but he was doing like three warm-up sets for forearm girls and i was like what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah and this was after doing biceps too so i wanted to give an update on the uh on the ab journey because we talked about this okay we talked yeah. about this remember remember a couple podcasts back if you guys are following along that we said yeah. you know if you're prone to ab cramping what you do is you start at one set and you keep your frequency high train far from failure and eventually increase it as a means of adding reps load or some combination of the two so i've been steadily doing that and i'm currently up to now training abs four times a week at three sets each and um i have no more cramping and now my abs are back to being like pretty pretty strong if i do say so myself so it comes back fast so remember how we talked about doing deficit crunches like putting the pad under uh -huh. you. So now I can do a yeah. set of uh, like 20 with a 45 pound dumbbell on my chest paused at the bottom. Um, so like it comes back, like now I'm doing hanging, hanging knee raises, like with my knees to my chin for 20 reps on the first set with a pause at the bottom. Really? Yeah. So um, the reason why it's four times a week and not six is because now the training is actually decently hard that I'm not able to do three sets six times a week. So it started yeah. at one set, six times a week, became two sets, six times a week, which if you're doing the math at home, it's 12 sets. And now I've dropped the frequency, but the intensity is significantly higher and the volume is still the same. It's still 12 sets. And that's where I'm going to keep it. I don't think I'm going to go above 12 sets and I'll just keep increasing the effort. Um, and the intensity within the session and and that will be that yeah i mean yeah. i'm probably the same boat as, as far as that volume i will i will say i started doing the deficit well not deficit crunches i did a uh the 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 foam roller pad not mm -hmm. foam roller the the uh, like memory foam kind of pad Yoga at mat. my gym mm -hmm. on it on a um 
on a leg raise on a decline bench. Mm. Lift the decline decline up so that my legs don't touch the ground. Mm. And holy shit, like I have never like I was like dying after like three sets of that. Like did you crazy cramp? almost? I I I um I did the first week, uh. But uh, now that I've done it, and was and it, I was I it did, scary. I, it was it was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was awesome though. Like I I I put so the first week I did it without it, right? And then this week I was like, okay, like I want to try to improve this a little bit. I did lose some reps, but I was like, I think I can do this better to where I can get more stimulus out of it. So I increased the the decline a little bit, put the pad under my low back, and it was awesome. Yep. It's interesting, Trevor, that you said that you don't train abs when you're dieting, but you train them when you're massing. Now I get it from a logic standpoint. You're saying oh, I, I have other reasons too that I can explain. Uh, they're going to say I'm massing. So the calories are there. So I'm going to grow them. And then when I'm dieting, they'll just get maintained. I, that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah. That's the part of it. Um, you have to remember, I also do jujitsu. Right. Forgot. Yes. Lots of ab and jujitsu. Yeah, for sure. Uh -huh. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I prefer, and the, this is the more bro way of thinking. You are such a bro with what you're about to say. I, he knows I train my abs when I'm dieting because they pop out more. Yeah. So like intuitively I'm like, Whoa, like this is cool. It, no, I mean, like, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. It looks cool. Your abs look better when you train them frequently. Any muscle looks better when you train it frequently yeah. because it has, it's got a higher tone. Exactly. So it's like, if I get the double whammy of I'm getting leaner, but my abs are also popping out more, this is just like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I always wanted. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, if, uh, if I'm going to go somewhere that requires me to be shirtless, or I'm going to go on a date with my wife, I'm going to do abs first. Mm -hmm. So that my abs do look better, regardless. This is like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, um, you know, it, it, obviously the way I'm talking is just purely vanity or whatever, but yeah, for me, I, I don't do them when I'm uh, dieting because I still get plenty of stimulus through jujitsu. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can actually overreach my abs. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've done it before, and it's not a pleasant experience. That makes sense. And for anybody watching, we've touched on this before in a previous podcast, but similar topic of calves like we were rambling on before, if you are going to train abs, do them first in the session also because they'll be done in three minutes. And yeah. get on with the rest of your stuff and not have any cramping and it won't affect you at all. Yeah. It's yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to put, and cause only cause I've done this multiple times in the past, you're going to put abs at the end of your abs are never going to get trained. You're not going to do that. Yeah. Either your abs are never going to get trained or you're not training legs very hard. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah I was going to ask I was gonna ask Jimmy about that that too because I was like, wait, why are you only training them with you know during your diet or whatnot? Um, so I actually didn't. I started training them when I was massing, and then it just perfectly oh, okay. crescendoed into uh, when I'm dieting. So yeah, yeah, I think I just keep it static. Uh, both. Do you? I will say. Do either of you? Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say something stupid that has nothing. Well, it kind of has something to do with it. Uh, you said something about doing abs for your date. Last night I had my shirt off and I was like at like the dinner table and I was like, Maddie, uh, look how fat I am. And she was like, you're not fat. And I was like, 
if you didn't know who I was, would you still have sex with me if I was this fat? And she was like, she's like, that doesn't, that's not like you're attractive outside of having abs. I was like, no, like, that's not the answer. Like, I don't have abs right now. I'm not. <laughs> and she was just getting mad at me. But anyway, I was so stupid. Oh, God. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, my wife does the same thing to me. I'm like, I'm fat. And she's like, you're not fat. You still have like visible abs. I'm like, barely visible abs. I'm yeah, fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She didn't give a shit. Don't don't you guys know? Like you've been in this long enough. The only people that care if you're jacked are other dudes. Yeah, hundred percent. No, no, hundred percent. Yeah. And so uh, I will say, and took a while to she, learn. She, though. If she ever listened to this, literally, you still um, didn't. My wife, it. my wife actually <laughs> prefers when I'm lean and have abs. It has nothing to do with how I look, though. It's all to do that I am more confident. Like I like how I look oh, better. I'm like more, yeah. I'm w- more willing to like walk around shirtless because I'm not like, ah, I'm fat. I need to put a shirt on. Yeah, you're not complaining about how fat you are all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that. I mean, and, and the, the, this is just like a little thing. Like we can get into the mentality of it real quick. But joking aside, like literally nobody else gives a shit. Yeah. Like if you're doing, if you're trying to get into this, this fitness thing for somebody else, if you're doing it because you want to get laid, uh, like find a better hobby. That's actually worth something. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you like there, there's a minimum that I, that I think is accurate. So, right. like, you know, like you want to have a surface level of jackness and not be over fat, but that's very easy to achieve. You know, oh, once, God, yeah. once you've done that, anything else is probably buddies and girls it's for dudes mostly yeah yeah. Um, unless you're going after like a very specific fit chick yeah but those but those fit chicks are only going with pros so yeah they're they're dating like the the enhanced pros and stuff like that like or not or at least the genetic elite naturals like yeah yeah yeah. for sure but it's like eh, what you know in general though I, i do think that like the average population cares a lot less as far as picking a partner about how lean and jacked you are well, than especially most a partner. people think. Like if, if you're just, just talking like about like a, casual a one look, night yeah. stand shit, yeah, yeah. like, okay, whatever. But right. A partner, uh, especially like you got to work on other things outside of your physique. If you're like thinking that's going to be yeah. the thing that gets you a, a partner, especially. Yeah like work on your personality because it's not your like yeah, i can tell your you personality is going to the gym yeah exactly you need a you need to stop going to the gym because you're a douchebag <laughs> yeah 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 no i can tell like i definitely have had those experiences where i was like yeah they care so much about how i look no no i mean i don't i don't think so <laughs> uh but where i just like thought that like the the girl i was with or something cared so much about my physique and then i was like you know complaining about it, they just like don't give a fuck like yeah, yeah that's right but then but then she did then when you did your photo shoot you're like oh wait shit she does look at my eight pack you didn't know you didn't know this was in this treasure chest did you yeah i just dm my exes my pictures without my photo my shirt <laughs> on. that's right it's like what are you talking about place fifth I'm here. What? <laughs> eighth place. Come on. That's right. Eighth place out of 10 guys. I didn't finish last. I'm not the <laughs> nice guy that you thought, right? Because nice guys finish last. Yeah. I usually finish first. You know this. Hey, yo. 
I don't know if that's how you meant it the way you meant that's it. That's exactly how I meant it. Yeah, that's exactly how he meant it. That's exactly how he meant it. That's good. That's All right. good. I should probably cut it out here. I got to get some work done, guys. That's All right. right. Yeah, I got to get to. I see what you did there, Dylan. You wanted to finish. Yes. Yes. Finish. Finish early. Yes. Well, we didn't finish early. We were here for an hour. No, I know. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. cool. Well, All right, guys. Well, thanks for we'll your be question. In Vegas next year. Yeah. We'll be in Vegas next week, so we'll we'll do a podcast out there. I'll bring all my stuff. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll figure yes. something out. Yes. When are you guys going? We said Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Trevor, you need a message for. Uh, I don't know what the full rom is like a Thursday Friday thing, right? Uh, full rom and then the yeah, summit. full rom is Thursday. RP is Friday. Um, I'll I'll get with you and we'll we'll nail it yeah. out, and I'll, okay. I'll get with Hutin and get all the stuff together. So cool. We'll do some workout stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yep. Be Later. See ya.